Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. In the book of John, chapter 20, verse 24 through 29, John 20, 24 through 29, I, I want to read, um, let's see, I want to read one scripture. Well, let me just go ahead and read the whole thing here. So uh, It says, but Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. He was very straightforward on this i got to have some experiences for myself. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas at that time, of course, was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Amen. I want to preach to you on this subject. You must experience God for yourself. You must experience God for yourself. God bless you. In this, uh, in this story, we put tags upon Thomas and possibly rightfully so because he said, I'm not going to believe until I see these things. You know, doubting Thomas, you've heard that. Anybody ever called you a doubting Thomas? Maybe someone's called you, well, hey, you doubting Thomas, you don't believe uh, but, you know, there are times that, that, that sometimes we just got to see it for ourselves. And I, I look at Thomas's life and I realize that, you know, in some ways he rightfully probably should have had that tag upon him. But also I look at it in the sense that there are some other things that I can, I, I can say, glad for you, Thomas, that you had a desire to not just go by the experiences and testimonies of everybody else, that you really needed to experience yourself. You had to have that experience for yourself. So Theodore Levitt um, from the Harvard Business School talking about experiences, and I know we learn through experiences. Uh, all of us have had some type of experience of some type, uh, and it's taught us a lesson through life. But experience, he said, Theodore said, comes from what we have done. Experience comes from what we have done. But he goes on and says, wisdom comes from what we have done badly. 
We learn a lot. I've learned a lot through the struggle. I've learned a lot through the battle. You know, we we try to think that I want to learn my lessons on the mountaintop. There's some lessons to be learned there. Uh, but there's also some lessons to be learned down in the valley and the experiences and the things that maybe we have made wrong decisions in, but we've learned a lesson that, hey, I'm not going to make that decision again because I know that this is the result of that decision and I'm, I'm going to learn from this. So he was, he, he was uh, definitely uh, had it right when he said experience comes from what we have done and wisdom comes from what we have done badly. Now, and there's also a, a, a little story that I want to say to you. Now, you might not think it's funny, but I, I think it's hilarious, actually. Um, you, know, I, you know, your humor might not be like my humor or vice versa, but I thought this was pretty funny. There was two pals that went in talking about experience, you know. So there was two pals, and they were, they were good buddies, and they often spent time together. They were at a restaurant, and they were... Uh, of course, a lot of your restaurants, you know, have, uh, you know, different uh, TVs around or they've got a ball game on or they've got uh, the news on or whatever. Well, they were sitting there and they were eating their food and it was the 10 o'clock news came on and uh, they were, uh, a report came on of a man that was standing on the edge of a building and he was threatening to jump off of the building. And uh, it was it was like a special report it was going on on the news. And, and uh, one man looked at the other, uh, his buddy, and he said, I will bet you $10 that that man won't jump off that building. And he said, you got it. So they kept watching, and in about two or three minutes, all of a sudden the man leaped off the building and committed suicide. And uh, the guy pulled $10 out of his billfold, and he said, okay, here it is. He, the other guy said, no, I, I really can't take your money because I was watching the 6 o'clock news, and on the 6 o'clock news, I knew that the man jumped off, so that's the reason why I went ahead, but I don't feel right taking your money. So, um, and, and the man that had the money in his hand, he said, well, here's the thing. He said, I watched the 6 o'clock news also, but I never dreamed that he would jump twice. I thought that was pretty funny myself. And I hear a few chuckles here today, but experiences, experience, we learn from experiences. You see, uh, all, you know, sometimes we are not at the right place at the right time. We lose out because we haven't, we haven't been there at the right time when things were happening. How many times maybe you got a, a story about maybe a job was given out because you weren't there at the right time when they were given the job out, so they gave it to somebody else. Maybe it was a gift that was given to those in attendance at a certain event. And when it was all said and done, then, uh, you know, they ran out of the gifts and you just weren't there to get the gift. And um, I, I know that uh, some in the past, I remember my sons coming up to, to me and, and we were going to a church at, at one time and in the past we give out candy, peppermints and this and that. And... Uh, and I remember one, I don't remember which one it was, came up to me and said, Dad, they ran out of candy. And the only thing I could say, the first thing that came to my mind was, if you snooze, you lose. <laughs> you guys remember that? If you snooze, you lose. So uh, I said, you know, if 
just remember at the end of church, after you pray in the altar, of course, you get up there as quick as you can, and the first one there is going to be blessed with the candy. But if you snooze, you're going to lose. Sometimes we're not at the right place at the right time, and we're not there when things are happening and we lose out. Uh, there was a minister, a uh, very well-known minister, that uh, he was moving, and I remember he was asking different uh, um, uh, young men from the college, Bible, uh, Gateway College of Evangelism, they wanted to help him out. And uh, some of us went over and helped. Uh, but the first one there, uh, he, he decided whoever comes first is going to, I'm going to give them my desk. And it was a really nice desk. It was a beautiful desk. Here we were in Bible college. And, and uh, he, uh, the first one was there, which was a good friend of mine. He got the desk, and I was amazed. I thought, my, I should have got there a little sooner. I've messed out. But yet some of them didn't even show up, and of course they, were, they lost out altogether. I think he even took us out to get something to eat because we were helping him move. So I did get a little benefit out of that, but some of the guys in the dorm didn't get anything because they were at the wrong place, wrong time. They didn't show up. They didn't have that experience of helping him move and get the blessing. And you know, there's, it also applies sometimes there are church services that, that maybe uh, we, we didn't come to. Maybe, maybe uh, we had an excuse or whatever. Maybe it was legitimate. But uh, I, I as, a, as a pastor, I, when people ask me, well, how'd church go when they weren't able to be here? I'd tell them this is the best service we ever had since I've been here. And uh, I just want them to understand, and I'm giving this thing away of that, hey, if you miss, you're going to miss something that you really needed. You're going to miss the greatest service of all time. I am a firm believer that every service is exactly what is needed for that time. Amen? So my experience of being there at the right time, at the right place, I don't want to miss out. It's been a drive of my heart, my soul, that I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out of the house of God because something might happen it might be the greatest miracle of all time, and I wasn't there, and I missed it. And then all I have to, to go by is the other people that were there, they have a testimony that says, this is what happened. And all I'm left with is what their experience was. Not my experience, but what their experience was. Uh, but there's times that there's great outpourings and things that we need in the house of God it might even been uh, maybe a newborn baby spoke a word for the very first time or maybe took a first step for the very first time and you weren't there to experience it. All you can go by is what they said that they did. We try to joke with our daughter-in-laws at times and, and when they, the babies, grandbabies come over to our house and say, yeah, they, they took their first step today. I, I don't know which ones we did it to, probably every one of them, but uh, uh, they took the first step and they said, no, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah, we're kidding you. Yeah. Or they said the first word, it was Papa, or it was, uh, it was uh, uh, Mimi, or whatever. And uh, what? They didn't say Mom or Dad. No, they said Mimi, or they said Pop. So we like to tease them. Let me say this as a disclaimer here of why we like to joke around a lot. First of all, it flows in my family, and it also flows on the Sheets family too. 
And, but my thing is, as I journey and navigate through life, sometimes you got to joke around a little bit and take things a little bit lighter than what you're taking it because if you don't, it's going to all pile on you, it's going to build up, and you're going to explode. Sometimes you just got to be, you got you to joke around a little bit. And sometimes I probably joke too much, I would say. But I got another joke for you, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Just joking. You might as well have fun living for God, but there's experiences in God you've got you to find. You've got to be there. You, you can't lose out on it. You've got to find God. You've got to experience God. But here Thomas just was not there when Jesus appeared. He'd already died on the cross. He already shed his blood. He already had, uh, he had resurrected out of the tomb, but he was still here on earth. And he was walking with different ones. Uh, he even talked with them. They experienced Jesus. But here, Jesus appeared to the other disciples, but Thomas was not there when Jesus appeared. And all he could have as basis that he was here, he's, he, he, he just had to hear the testimonies of other people said, we've seen Jesus. I hear everyone else talking about it, but I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So, I don't know what came up on Thomas's life or his schedule. I don't know what happened. But I don't know why he didn't make his way to be there when Jesus appeared because they were pretty well all gathered together doing things together because Jesus had left them but they were holding on to the word that Jesus had spoken to them. But he wasn't there. And I don't know what delayed him from getting there. I don't know what reason came up. It could have been a very good reason. But I do know this. Thomas wasn't condemned for it, not being there. They didn't rebuke him for not being there. They didn't... uh, Jesus didn't even condemn him for not being there. I don't know what the reason was, but it was grieving Thomas to the point where all he had to hold on to was the testimonies of other people. But something began to move in Thomas's heart, a desire that I have got to have my experience myself. I don't want to rely on everybody else. I won't believe, Thomas said, I won't believe until these things happen. In verse 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. That's what he said. I will not believe. These things have to come to pass. I've got to see it for myself. I have got to have my own experience. See the nail prints in his hand. Touch the nail prints. Put my hand in the wound in his side. 
That's a tall order, Thomas, for you to ask for these things. You're very specific in it. But he was saying, I just need to see him for myself. If we live our lives on the testimonies of other people, then we're going to... We're not going to have the fulfillment and the full blessing of what God is wanting to do in our lives. I thank the Lord for the testimonies of people in this church that have miracles and wonders in their life. I thank the Lord for it. I'm excited. I praise the Lord for it. But there's, there's got in my heart, in my soul, there's got to be an experience for myself. I've got to experience a miracle in my own life. I've got to receive the power of the Spirit of God in my own life. I've got to talk to God and hear God talk to me in my own life. I've got to have my own experience. And here's the beautiful thing about the Lord. He, he heard the heart of Thomas. He heard the, the, the tall order of Thomas. He heard the specific things that Thomas uh, had spoke, spoken, you know, because he's God in flesh. He might not have heard the physical voice of him standing next to him when he said that, but one thing, he knew the heart of Thomas. He, God knows the beginning. He knows the end. He knows everything in between. He knows what we're thinking right now, even if we're not even speaking it out of our mouth. God knows all things. He knows what you need. He knows what struggle you have. He knows what, what victory you desire. He knows what powerful relationship uh, that you want in your life with Him. He knows all of those things. He knows the prayers that you prayed. He even knows the prayers that you have not spoken out of your physical mouth, but he knows that. He knows everything about what you're thinking right now. Your desires of your heart, he knows it. But I've got to have an experience for myself is the take that I take out of Thomas's life. But listen here what Jesus allowed him to experience. Each one of the specific things he allowed him to experience. The Bible says in verse 27, Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Be not faithless, but believing. And that's everything that Thomas had asked the Lord for. For his own experience. And God gave him it all. Gave him it all. Jesus came back. Especially for Thomas I believe. He wanted to talk to the other disciples. No doubt. But he came back specifically to talk to Thomas. And to help him move from unbelief to faith. Didn't waste any time. Jesus didn't. He walked through the door. The door was shut. He said unto them, Peace be unto you. And he went straight to Thomas, the doubting Thomas. Straight to him. I believe that he went to him because he was trying to set up a, a, a lifestyle of faith in Thomas's life. He didn't want to leave this earth and ascend up in the heavens without Thomas, he was not willing to leave anybody 
uh, astray, leave anybody uh, left wanting. Judas wasn't wanting. He was not wanting God. He was wanting money. He was wanting uh, something for himself. He was not, at that time, he let Satan speak to him and he, he gave up Jesus for money. But Thomas was different. Thomas wanted an experience for himself. And I believe that God wanted to fulfill that experience in Thomas's life and let him know that, hey, Thomas, you don't have to live the rest of your life by just everybody else's testimony of that miracle that happened or that victory that came to them or that strength that came into their life. You don't have to rely upon everybody else's testimony. I'm going to give you one for yourself. And that's what God is saying to us today. I'm going to give you one for yourself. You see, he went straight to Thomas. I don't see in the Bible where he stopped at Peter or John or James or any of the other ones. He went straight to Thomas and he just simply said, here, put your finger in my hands. Put your hand in my side. <laughs> Thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. You see, God doesn't want us to have to live off of other people's experiences. He wants us to have an experience for ourselves. And can you imagine how that jump-started his faith? How it jump-started his faith? I've had vehicles that the battery was getting kind of weak, and I couldn't start it. You turn it over, and it just click, 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 click. You've been there. You've experienced that. But then you put the jumper cables on it, and you begin to charge that battery, and it begins to, to uh, charge up, and then you're able to turn it over, and the car starts, and then it's able to generate its own power because it feeds power into that battery to keep it alive again. You see, his faith was jump-started that day by just simply Jesus coming to him and not saying, oh, Thomas, you don't believe, so get away from me. No, sometimes our faith gets a little bit low. And God is not wanting you to, to just let your faith continue to get low. He wants to recharge your faith. You know what recharges your faith? Every experience in God that you experience builds another block on another block upon another block. I've got testimonies and testimonies and testimonies. Me and my wife in our walk with God in our lives. My family, my parents have testimonies and testimonies of what God has done for them, how God has come through. You in this church building have testimonies that you've built blocks upon blocks and your faith has become stronger because there's an experience in God that there is a, 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 a must in our lives to be there where Jesus is so I could see it for myself and I could experience it for myself. But I know that Jesus goes on and says, Thomas, you've seen it and you believe, but you know what? Those that don't see but yet still believe, blessed are they. Blessed are they. I don't want to be at the wrong place when Jesus comes near. I, 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 tell you what I, I tell you what I experience when I come, and you probably do the same thing, but when I come to the house of the Lord every service, whether it's a Sunday or a, or a Wednesday night or revival services, I tell you what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm gonna, 
I'm looking for the Lord. I want to experience something in God. If if God moves, I don't want to not be there because I want to see it firsthand. There's some testimonies I have in my early growing up and, and when I first got in church that I'll never forget. It's my experiences in God. It's built by faith. And you know what? I still go back to those times and I jumpstart my faith because I realize it happened then God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and it can happen now also. Amen. There's some testimonies in this building, and there's some testimonies that God is going to bring to pass. That God's going to bring to pass. I don't want to be at the wrong place, the wrong time, but if I'm searching for God constantly, I'm going to find my experience, and my own testimony in Him. Thank God for testimonies. We're overcomers by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. I don't want to miss the house of God because there might be a word that's taught or preached that I really needed. I really needed it. It changed my, there's been times that I've come to the house of the Lord and the word that was taught or where it was preached, it changed my life. I don't want to miss it. Sometimes the spirit moves and, and it was what you needed in victory. But if we weren't where God's presence was poured out, it's just a testimony of somebody else but it's not my testimony. I've got to have my testimony. You see, faith keeps you looking for Jesus. I I just expect things to happen in church that are unusual. I just expect supernatural things to happen. Last Sunday, we had a tongues and interpretation. I preached the word, what I felt like the Lord was giving me, and then God confirmed the word. God gave us a word, and I thank the Lord every day since Sunday for that word. We needed that word. (laughs) But faith keeps you looking for Jesus. Where Jesus is, there's going to be miracles. There's going to be outpouring. There's going to be healing in the presence of the Lord. God's going to Keep his promises in his presence. Salvation is going to come in his presence. And I cannot live upon the experience, salvation experience of somebody else. I've got to have my own experience. I've got to have someone else has repented of their sins and God lifted those weights off of them. And that was a powerful experience. There is a supernatural experience in repentance. When you feel your sins lifted off, those weights, those burdens, I've heard those testimonies. I've experienced it myself. But then, you know, you, you wash the sins away in a watery grave in the name of Jesus. And the power of the name and the washing away in baptism, just obedience to the word. And, and then we receive the power of the Holy Ghost. I could give all kinds of adjectives to explain repentance and the beauty of it and, and give you all kinds of descriptions about 
the baptism and the power of it uh, and, and taking on the name of Jesus. I could give you all kinds of uh, uh, explanations of the power of the Holy Ghost and what I felt when the power of the Holy Ghost came into me and what happened on that day when I spoke in tongues for the first time, didn't know how to do it, didn't know that much about it other than I had heard and respected it. I had heard people do it. I had heard my grandmother, great-grandmother do it. I've seen powerful experiences in God, but I wanted it for myself. Not just my great-grandmother's testimony, not just her miracles that she's experienced. She's had many. I wanted it for myself. And that's when I received it. You see, I must have it for myself. You must have it for yourself. There were, in the Bible, there's a, a parable of ten virgins that had lamps. They all had the lamps, but five are, are the only ones that had enough oil to take them through. You see, uh, the thing about this story that as I began to look at it, and, and I felt like the Lord just showed me that, that they all had the capability of holding oil. They all had lamps. They all had the, the, the instrument to be able to produce light. They all had it. They all had their, their lamps there. They were trimmed. And, but there was only five that actually had the oil in their lamps. We all have the capability as a vessel to contain the oil. We all have the capability as a vessel, our body, our soul, our heart, our life, the vessel. We all have the capability of holding oil and shining forth light. The question is, how many have their own experience and have their oil full in their lamps? That Holy Ghost experience, that salvation experience, that when the bridegroom cometh, that we're ready. There was five that were left with the vessel with no oil, but there was five that had the same vessel, type of vessel, but they were prepared and had oil in their lamps. That's what you call the experience, your experience in God. We need to keep searching to see where Jesus is. We need to keep searching till we find him. Because when you find him, you're going to find your miracle. When you find him, you're going to find your healing. When you find him, you're going to find your peace, your joy, your happiness, your victory. You're going to find it. Not seeking the miracle, not seeking the healing, not seeking the, 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 the financial miracle, but seeking God. And God, you're experiencing God, you find everything you need. I must find my own miracle. You must find your own miracle. And the next lesson to learn in faith, here Jesus saith unto Thomas, because thou hast seen me, Thou hast believed. It's not hard to believe when we see the Lord in operation. But he was giving him a lesson that I want to take you a little further, Thomas, than just seeing the miracle. 
or seeing me. He was saying, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's when we go a little further. But it's still through belief and faith we see and experience our own miracle. When Jesus appeared again in the next chapter, chapter 21, guess who was there? when Jesus built his faith and he had his own experience he realized at that point I'm not going to make that decision again whatever kept him from from when the Lord first appeared to the disciples like I said I don't know what it was but I know one thing Thomas settled in his mind through experience and I'm not going to do that again I'm going to be there because the Bible says in chapter 21 verse 1 After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Thomas had made sure I'm going to be there. I don't want to miss out on that next experience. You see every experience in God. It goes from one thing to the next. God's not finished. You think you've experienced everything in God? Uh, Let me wipe that out of your mind because God has so much more for you and for me and for this church and for this community and for this area. God's got revival. God's got some powerful things that He wants to do and there's some things He hasn't done yet but I'm trusting in it and I know you are too. There is a powerful faith in this house. There is a powerful trust in the Lord. It doesn't matter. I don't want to live by other people's testimonies. I want my own. (laughs) And that's what Thomas learned through this whole experience, and that's what we learn through the whole experience. I've got to be where Jesus is. I've got to be where Jesus is. I've got to go to the house of God. Amen. I've got to experience God. Faith produces blessings when you don't see it. Faith produces blessings when you don't feel it. Amen. But blessed when you have your own experience in Him, it builds upon the next experience. But you still believe, whether you see it, whether you feel it, whether you feel like feeling it or not, you got a faith in God that God's going to come through. Huh. God's going to come through because I've got to have my own experience. If you have a heart's desire to work, Ever Jesus is. If you have a heart's desire and a hunger to be wherever Jesus is, then you're going to see the overflow of miracles. I'm going to read this first verse in closing here today. And then I'm going to read the, the scriptures around it. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, and verse 13, if we could stand. Jeremiah. 29 and 13. It says, And ye shall seek me and find me. Ye shall seek me and find me. Might stop there, but there's so much more to the scripture of how we need to seek him. 
and ye shall seek me and find me. When ye shall search for me with all your heart. All. Everybody say all. All your heart. Now I'm going to read around those scriptures, that scripture. Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. God's got a plan, an expected end for us. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And then verse 13, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And going on here, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. He was speaking to people that were in captivity. But he was saying, if you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find me. That's the promise that we have from God today, that if you want an experience in God, you can have it for yourself. Is the breakdown of people not finding God because they don't seek Him with all their heart? I believe that's probably a big part of it. Some maybe not want Him at all. They got another plan for their life. But yet sometimes people seek for Him in a casual searching. Oh, if I find Him, I'll find Him. If I don't, I don't. Or maybe a half-hearted prayer. Maybe it's a prefab prayer you've prayed for years, but you pray it and not really expecting to receive anything from the Lord. And then the conclusion of their mind and their heart and even their speaking is that there is no God because He didn't come and express and show Himself to me. No, it's not because God is not able to do that. It's because they didn't seek Him with all of their heart. When people seek the Lord with all of their heart and they do it God's way and they will find Him. They will experience things in your own. You, you need to experience some things in God where God speaks to you at a midnight hour, wakes you up out of a sleep and God begins to speak to you things that only God can speak. My wife... Uh, and it's so interesting. My wife woke up uh, early, early in the morning in, in Fort Worth. Uh, she was telling me about it uh, this morning and or last night, and she was said that she she couldn't go back to sleep, and she stayed up to about four in the morning. And I said, you know, that's interesting because I woke up in the middle of the night about four o'clock in the morning also, and I couldn't go back to sleep. I was laying in bed uh, just just thinking about all the things and then I just started praying and I thought well I'll just pray a little bit and then I I, oh, I still can't go to sleep so I picked up my uh, the Bible and I began to read the Bible I figured I'll read some scriptures while I'm laying here in bed at four in the morning and and it was the same time we we, we said well we should have called each other we I didn't want to wake her up she didn't want to wake me up but something happened and I don't I, I believe it was the Lord 
Greg Wheeler parks his truck in front of the house in the driveway. It's a decent, nice neighborhood. He always locks the door, but that night he didn't lock the door on his truck. Someone came and got in his truck and was digging through everything in the truck. Well, the glove box. My wife woke up and she really feels like that when she turned the light on in the bedroom after she woke up, it scared whoever it was away. The only thing they took out of that truck was a pocket knife, and it was a, it was a small pocket knife. Or one of, well, he had two pocket knives in there. He, he took one of them, didn't take the other one. And there was tools in the back of the seats, and there was all kinds of other things in that truck, but something scared him away. God works in these ways. An experience. You, you need to... You need to experience some things in God. And I know a lot of people have. There's things that God is doing and sometimes we don't always recognize it's God that's doing it. But He's doing it. And when we stop and think back about it, you know, that just didn't happen. It happened by a purpose. And God is wanting to give you and me experiences in His presence. I can't live by your testimony and you can't live by mine. Your testimony will build my faith. My testimony will probably build your faith. But I can't live by your testimony. I've got to have my own. And that's what God is saying to us today. If you will seek me with your whole heart, all of your heart, you're going to have a testimony that you could share with others and build their faith and there's some experiences that God wants each and every one of us to have. I'm going to open this altar up today for us to come and touch the hand of the Lord. Touch the hand of the healer. Feel the presence of the Lord. Feel the power of God and it's undeniable in experience. And, if you, and I know you've experienced some things in God, but today I want you to build another block upon that experience in the Lord. Thomas said, I can't go without my own testimony. I've got to have my own experience. Oh, yes. Oh, let's reach out to Him right now. God, I need Your touch. I need the power of Your Spirit flowing through me. Oh, yes, God, I need to know it's you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You can't go by my testimony.